3: Good afternoon and welcome into this Monday, January 30th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Pugnick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, I'm happy to have you with us, produced on the TV 10 side by our intern Gerald Wright. And uh, wow, well, the weekend's over, guys. Another week coming up. Uh, how was y'all's weekend?
4: Uh, Relaxing. Got to enjoy some football. The NFL PA Bowl Saturday. Got to see some former Shepard Rams in action. And Joey Fisher, as well as Ronnie Brown, and then yesterday watched the uh, conference championships. So those were, well, one was not a fun game to watch because that was kind of a beat down. But the second game, the AFC Championship, was Entertaining as usual. Three yeah, we'll point game between the Chiefs and the Bengals.
3: We'll talk more about that later on in this edition of the Sports Mix. Nick, how was your weekend? It was good. Very excited. Just
5: good? Yeah, it was good. Just good. Uh I know Colin also you watched the Royal Rumble, right? I Come did, on. being
3: yeah. a WWE. Fan. Did you uh <laughs> did you see the, the one and only Royal Rumble? Patrick McAfee?
4: Yeah, Pat McAfee was there. Why? Went back out and uh was a commentator for the entire show. It was just uh I guess kind of the underwhelming rumble because going in, you knew every single winner.
3: Well, yeah, because so. it's...
4: But sometimes, though, I had some shocking turns. But, yeah. no, this year everybody knew who was going to win each match.
3: So. reality show over there. It
4: is.
5: That's why it's wide sports entertainment.
3: <laughs> All right, Nick, that's it. It was just good?
5: Yeah, I mean, it was, it was good. It was a fun weekend. And now he gets <laughs> to <laughs> celebrate had Rob's had birthday. Had a time. Happy
4: birthday, yeah. Rob. Oh, yeah. happy birthday. I was celebrating yeah, birthday Rob's
0: birthday Rob. this weekend. <laughs> Good time. All right, Gerald. How was your weekend? My weekend was pretty good. Um, Didn't really do much except watch football. One of the two games did not go the way I expected. I thought the Bengals would be on top, but
3: yeah, you were you were one and one. That's a great way to cap off the
5: weekend. Yeah, being right on both championship games and the Bengals losing, and uh, you know Patrick Mahomes, I think one of the coldest lines that nobody's talking about. Yeah. Said they didn't have any cigars ready, but they're ready to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> that was cold. There were a lot of cold lines. Yeah. yeah. Travis uh, Kelsey is hilarious. It, this is. Co- called, is that appropriate to play on the, the radio? Rivalry. Yeah. I mean, he didn't we'll say get anything that, later anything on. that yeah. you can't say. and But he also uh, called <laughs> called the marriage of brony cigars <laughs> ready. Yeah, he did. did. That was funny.
0: Also, uh, shout out to Ronnie and Joey for playing in the bowl game this weekend.
5: Yep. We'll yeah. talk about that here later on today as well. But I watched a little bit of that.
3: I I missed it, unfortunately. Uh, but I had a good weekend with my buddy out near Baltimore. Caught up. It's been a, I guess it's been a month. But uh, we had a good time. Uh, watch, so we have this, this kind of like thing we do is we have a couple beverages of the adult kind because we're adults. <laughs> and then we watch stupid movies on Netflix. Name a movie. Uh, one, I can't say cause there's a word in it. Uh, the movie that just came out with Jonah Hill and, uh,
0: oh, yeah, that was good. You people. Yeah. I love, I'm a movie person. 10 yeah. out of 10 movie.
3: We watched that. And then we watched uh, another movie called the effort list. I want to watch that. Which was really dumb. Uh-huh. Both of them were very dumb and not like you people was not relate. Like, I don't think that that would happen in society. Right. It just didn't seem real. It seemed fake.
0: Yeah, it seemed like a like a movie. Almost.
3: Yeah, it seemed like it wasn't supposed <laughs> wow. to be. Well, they made it seem like it was supposed to be like a true thing, but it's it just everything was far out there of what was going. It seemed far fetched how they interact. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, had a pretty fun weekend. Let's get into talking some EPAC hoops. We'll start back on Friday. Uh, we had a game for you on TV ten. That was Jefferson and Martinsburg, and Jefferson really rolled over Martinsburg.
5: Yeah, they did. I mean, you know, you look back on that game and uh, close early, but then Jefferson just goes on another run and just uh, really started to dominate. And, I mean, this is the Cougars team that we expected to see at the beginning and throughout the entire season. It took them a little bit to get going, but I think that loss to Hedgesville really woke them up. Uh, and then they came out against Spring Mills and played great against a really good team. And then you know, continued that success against Martinsburg. So um, it's clear that Jefferson's starting to figure some things out. And uh, they continue to see, you know, really good performances from a lot of different guys, which I think is what makes them such a tough team, is not necessarily for a full four quarters is a guy going to go out there and dominate, but they can have Jenkins go off for a quarter or Jaden Gladney go off for a quarter or Will Shively. And then, uh, against or Martinsburg, Wyatt Shively. Wyatt Shively just seems to like have something against the Bulldogs, or I don't know what it is, but I think it's partially because Martinsburg's you know defense down low is not the best, and they don't have a whole lot of size. So, uh, you know, he's just dominating against them. He pours in 17. So, you know, you have three double figure scorers that can get double figures for you pretty much every night, and then you throw in a guy like Shively, and it's just like everybody on their team can shoot which is something you notice throughout the game. Like even the bench players or the, or the backup big men come in and they and they knock down a three or two. So it's like when they're shooting the ball like that, you know, nobody I don't think in this area is going to knock off Jefferson uh, when they're on their game. So that continues to be, I think, the most important or most impressive thing about the Cougars is just their ability to shoot the ball from downtown. And then all of a sudden you look up and, and what was maybe a four or five point deficit is now a 10, 15 point deficit very quickly. Uh, that's the most impressive thing about Jefferson for me.
3: Yeah. And when you talk about kind of where they were in the ball game, I mean, they did give up a lot of points. Jefferson did 77 points. But kind of the play dictated that, how fast things were going in the game. And, you know, you talk about getting those guys in double figures. Jaden Gladney led the way with 22 points. Uh, Wyatt Shively had 17. Will Shively had 15. Jaden – or, excuse me, Jamar Jenkins had 12. Uh, Kylan uh, Johnson had nine before he fouled out. Fritz came into the ballgame early. He had eight points. Uh, Chet Gore came off the bench, had had seven points as well. And it just seemed like a lot of – like, obviously, it it became a – Wide game with the number of players in there for Jefferson, but Martinsburg able to put up some numbers. But in the end, it it didn't really matter because the deficit being uh, at 17, it felt like a lot more than 17. It was almost 30 at one point.
5: Yeah, and it was 30 at one point. Real quick, uh, you know, Martinsburg kept, you know, a lot of its guys in, especially Avion Blackwood. I think part of that was because Coach Rogers knows that he's giving effort and he's a senior and he wants to reward that and maybe use avion as a uh i guess example of of how he wants his team to play down the stretch of you know playing tough and playing until the end of the game but blackwood was in there against you know a lot of the bench players so he ends up with 29 but when the starters were still in it, it was you know a 30 point game to be honest so you know while Martinsburg made it a little bit better on the scoreboard it was a dominating performance uh, when Jefferson was you know pushing it and playing with its full starting lineup so I think that's what made the game a little bit closer but overall you know good effort from a guy like Avion Blackwood with his 29 points but just not enough from the rest of the team and that's why you do see the the scoring being higher for Martinsburg than maybe you would expect with how the game was kind of playing out.
3: Yeah, definitely, and the Cougars now they're nine and four, five and one in the pack. While well, Martinsburg falls to six and nine, and one and five in the conference. Looking ahead for Jefferson, they play Friday against at Broadford and Christian Academy, and then Monday and Tuesday they're at the Parmar Shootout in uh, I believe at West Virginia State, playing South Charleston and George Washington, two top teams in the state before they finish out staying in the Panhandle. After that. But uh, let's continue on. There's a big game uh, at Spring Mills Friday night as Spring Mills beat University 79-72. The Cardinals are now 11-3 and on the season. And uh, I believe Caleb Robinson and uh, Austin Davis took over the game at the end for the Cards to get the win.
4: Yeah, I think uh, whenever I let you guys know the stats, it was, I think, 22 points and 21 points each respectively. It was big nights for... Them And then I believe Caleb Thomas had a double-double or a a few rebounds and blocks away from a quadruple-double. He was outstanding. And the Spring Mills team was able to bounce back against a team from out of the area, which is what you're happy seeing from this team is still without Keyshawn Cheek for the foreseeable future. So if they can continue to explode like that, they're going to be a competitor through and through in the EPAC. Still potentially could be one of the two teams going to Charleston when it's said and done in the region. It's definitely become a lot tougher, even though they're the ones that got the win against Hedgesville. I still feel like Hedgesville and them are 50-50 every single night. And Jefferson right now, the way they're playing, I don't think if they continue to play this way, anybody in the Eastern Panhandle will stop them I I think they could if they play this way get revenge easily against Hedgesville and still continue to dominate everybody else including Spring Mills.
5: I think too you look at the game maybe and you see University's record and you think well they're six and eight you know shouldn't Spring Mills probably win by more but uh, this is clearly a team that's pretty competitive when they're rolling too they can put up some points Uh, they played Jefferson relatively close 82-68 you know they were they played Morgantown twice, and, they, and they've definitely been dominated, but they got some good wins in here against Wheeling Park. They, they played a really challenging schedule. They played Parkersburg, who we know is one of the better teams in the state. They played Lindsley, who I'm sure is tough. So, you know, it's a university team that's 6-8, and eight, but when you look back at their schedule and you see some of their results, you definitely see they're a talented team. So uh, a good win for Spring Mills against a quality opponent, And uh, a school that you know is one of the better schools in most sports uh, in the state of West Virginia. So, real solid win for the Cardinals. Um, I think they really needed that bounce back after a loss like they took against Jefferson. So, this is a team that again is still trying to figure some things out without Keyshawn Cheek, but they definitely have other guys that are talented and can you know play big roles for them down the stretch, like Caleb Robinson and Austin Davis, like you mentioned who just had off nights the other night. So I definitely would not count Spring Mills out just because of that loss to Jefferson Um, and the fact that they don't have Cheek. I mean, I think it does make them a little bit less appealing of a team that you would think would make a run in Charleston. But I still think they're a team that could make it out of this uh, region. And, you know, you you wouldn't want to face them for sure. I think they'd be a very tough you know regional championship type game.
3: Yeah, definitely would Caleb Robinson 22 points, Austin Davis 21 points, Caleb Thomas Collins said, nearly with a quadruple double, 12 points, 12 rebounds, 8 blocks, 7 assists. Jalen Franklin also in double figures with 11 points, 7 rebounds. DJ Borderly, 9 points. Max Anderson had 4 points. But moving on now to Hedgesville. They went 2-0 on the weekend. They knocked off Washington 63-24 to on Friday night, and then Berkeley Springs 75-29 on Saturday. They're 14-3, and and with the win Friday, improved to 5-1 and in the EPAC. So we've got two teams currently sitting at 5-1 and in the EPAC.
5: Yeah, not a ton to take away from those wins for Hedgesville in games that you would expect them to win against Washington and Berkeley Springs. But um, I think it's always good, though, to go out there and and do what you're supposed to do and not play down to your opponent if you're the Eagles at the very least. So, you know, some good wins. But like I said, you know, those aren't really the the top teams or or big-time programs necessarily. So not sure how much you really take away from it.
3: Yeah, and moving on now to the girls' side, Hedgesville girls get their second win of the season, 38-36, over Berkeley Springs Saturday morning, early afternoon. Uh, it was a two-point lead for Berkeley Springs at halftime, twenty to eighteen, and then the third quarter, Hedgesville scores eight, Berkeley Springs scores one point, and uh, twelve points in the fourth for Hedgesville, fifteen. But that wasn't enough for Berkeley Springs. So second win of the season for the Hedgesville girls basketball team. Uh, they will be off until Thursday, where they host Musselman. But uh, it's good to see them get their second win of the season. Yeah,
4: it is. Congrats to Hedgesville, even though it was against my alma mater it's still good to see uh these girls go out get the win on the road in a tough close game that for them is something that they can at least uh be happy about and hopefully build off
3: of yeah uh, musselman fell to morgantown 59 17 and girls hoops friday night as well saturday martinsburg fell to fairmont senior 46 43 on a buzzer beater three-pointer uh That would have been cool to see at the end, although unfortunately for Martinsburg, but I guess literally as time expired, the shot came out of the hand of the player, and they gave the so, it's unfortunate how that game ended for the Lady Bulldogs, but again, playing close games against Fairmont senior team, that is historically a good girls basketball team in the state.
5: Yeah, definitely good to see. I think they are definitely a much improved team from last year's Martinsburg, and uh, you know, it's tough to lose that game, but you learn from it. You continue to get better if you're the Bulldogs.
3: Jefferson girls hoops down at, uh, I believe, the St. Albans Classic. There is the one of the premier girls basketball uh, tournaments within the state of West Virginia. They fell Friday night to Winfield 45-28, to but they came back and beat Oak Hill 57-50 on Saturdays. A 1-1 one one this weekend as they get back to EPAC play uh, tonight. They're, uh, they're going to play at Musselman High School tonight, and then tomorrow they'll be at home versus Martinsburg, which we'll have for you. And then on the second, which I believe is Thursday, they'll have St. Marie Goretti. So it's a, tu- it's a big week for uh, Jefferson girls basketball playing two EPAC teams this week.
4: Yeah, it will be, and hopefully uh, for their sake they are able to tomorrow night get revenge against Martinsburg who I think those two teams could see each other for a third time and then can you quickly remind escape my brain who you said the second one was second one what their second conference game or did you not they have that tonight against do? Musselman okay so it's going to be tough being back to back but yeah it's i gonna think be, they can it'll be Musselman wants to make a statement win tonight cuz they already knocked off Martinsburg earlier this season, who Martinsburg beat Jefferson. So if Musselman's able to get the win against Jefferson, you got to keep them in the conversation.
3: Yeah, you definitely do. And uh, other game tonight in girls' hoops action, just girls' hoops action tonight, Washington at Spring Mills as Spring Mills looks to continue their undefeated season.
5: Yeah, it's always an uh, intriguing matchup, I think, when those two teams get together because they're both very young teams, and we saw you know, how competitive it was a year ago, but compared to this year, not quite as competitive and Washington did have a little bit more experience last year that they lost but um, I think moving forward that Washington team will be able to compete with Spring Mills but probably not yet this year uh, because they are still very young but we saw their talent uh, kind of flash the other night against uh, Hedgesville and I know Hedgesville is having a down year but still um, you see that they have talented players and the only have i believe one senior on the roster there at washington so tonight probably a very tough game but down the line i think washington continues to be a very solid girls basketball program around here
3: all right that what i just said i agree yeah that will do it for this segment of the sports mix uh We just mentioned we'll have Martinsburg girls at Jefferson tomorrow. Then Thursday, we'll have Spring Mills girls at Martinsburg. Friday, Martinsburg boys at Spring Mills. And then Saturday, the regional swim meet at Shepherd. That's our broadcast schedule for this week. Obviously, we'll remind you throughout the week. But that'll do it for this segment. Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We get back. uh, We'll talk a little uh, college, I guess, and uh, local Wide receiver, town all-state player makes his college decision. Plus, Shepard handing out a lot of offers this weekend to Eastern Panhandle athletes. That and more coming up next after this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10.
6: Faced with an unplanned pregnancy, ABACARE can help. Located at 319 South Raleigh Street in Martinsburg, AbbaCare Pregnancy Resource Center provides free and confidential medical services, including pregnancy testing, ultrasounds, and options education. An appointment at ABACARE includes a private consultation with a nurse where you can ask her any questions to help you make an informed decision. Call 304-726-6582 or visit abbacre.org, abbacare.org.
2: You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this
3: edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. We're produced on the TV 10 side by our intern Gerald Wright. And uh, before we get talking about. Uh, College basketball. Later in the segment, uh, we will talk first about Panhandle athlete getting a uh, making his commitment yesterday via Twitter. That is uh, all-state receiver from Musselman, Ray Adamas. He decides he's going to D1 FCS Virginia Military Institute, just over two hours away, down eighty-one in Lexington, Virginia. Um, and it's a big, big move. He's going to the FCS, going to the Division One. It's very rare. I feel like around here that we're that lately it's been a lot of division two athletes but now it's a division one athlete
4: yeah and it doesn't surprise me at also congratulations to Ray Adamas from Musselman for committing to VMI we saw uh, I can't remember what day it was but it was earlier in the week that he posted on uh, his social media that he had received a full ride scholarship to VMI so it, it's really hard to turn that down and go somewhere else especially when it's a full ride for him so very happy for Ray, a well-deserving athlete in the area to get that uh full ride scholarship to there and hopefully that um success goes with it
3: yeah and it's a lot because it's a military academy yeah so he knows what he's signing up for and uh, it's good for him that he's also committing to the military as well it's good to see
5: yeah congratulations to ray um Definitely a great opportunity for him to continue his football career and education. And, uh, you know, a guy that we kind of felt like was being overlooked by a lot of schools. Maybe it was because he had this interest in, you know, going to a military academy. And so that's why we see him here at VMI. But, you know, very talented athlete and uh, always seemed like a really nice kid when we talked to him. So certainly uh, wish him the best of luck.
3: There, that, we, that we do. And another offer comes in for Jefferson's Keyshawn Robinson. We know he got a big offer from West Virginia. He now gets his third D1 offer, this time to Temple, that coming a day ago. Uh, so that's big. He's getting another D1 offer. And uh, if I'm correct, he doesn't graduate till next year. He's a junior this year. Yeah, he's only yep. a junior. So. so the more offers are probably going to be coming, especially in middle of next football season. You figure there'll be some more D1 offers coming through there. Uh, but more shepherd is continuing to recruit the eastern panhandle and more specifically martinsburg
4: yeah there there was a lot uh of offers that were circulating through social media it was kind of tough to keep track of all the ones that we were trying to keep track of uh this weekend but it's awesome so far to see that shepherd is continuing to reach out to all these local athletes and I, i think it'll Continue and reach out uh, farther than just Martinsburg.
3: Yeah, and uh, I don't know if we ended up mentioning this on the show. I know we mentioned that he was there for the visit uh, on the snow day last week. was Eric King. He did get an offer. we mentioned it. To play tight end there. That's Martinsburg, uh, along with who else was in that picture that got an offer? Um, I'm trying to go off the top of my head here. Uh, Zion Grantham.
4: Zion, I believe, uh
3: was believe we mentioned all too? this on Jameer of... yes and then yesterday we get the notifications via Twitter uh that Rob or Roman Pearson has been offered by Shepard as well as Avion Blackwood and Kai Fagan so three more guys uh from that Martinsburg team offered to stay stay home and play for the hometown team essentially in Shepard
5: yeah definitely cool to see and uh you know Shepard has that connection to Martinsburg High School obviously with several guys. Um, you know we talked about this on Friday that played at Martinsburg or played at the surrounding schools that have had success in Shepherd. so it makes sense you know if you're continuing to recruit kids in the area that end up starting for you and then you see that your team's able to make it as far as it does on a uh, national scene why not go into those pipelines and use those Abilities to uh, recruit those guys and, and have them, you know, come to Shepherd and, and do great things, hopefully. So, you know, it makes sense for from a Shepherd perspective, and it makes a lot of sense for the kids that are uh, actually signing with the Rams because you get a great opportunity to play for a great program that's starting to get a lot of national recognition. And hey, if you make it, if you make a big impact, you could end up like a Tyson Bajan or Joey Fisher or Ronnie Brown that are all. Exactly. At least going to probably get a rookie minicamp invite to the NFL.
3: Exactly. And uh, speaking of Ronnie Brown, he participated in the NFL PA Bowl Saturday evening uh, from the Rose Bowl in California. Uh, five carries, 15 yards, a long of 70, and a catch for five yards as well. And, you know, it's kind of hard. To, you have to break a play in that game to kind of say that you flashed because you don't get a lot of opportunities with all the people on your roster and, and all the people that like he's a running back, but you also got to choose from the people that are like the plays that are being called. Obviously it's not every play they're going to hand it off to him.
5: Yeah. And you know, I watched the uh, moments of the game that he was in and he didn't necessarily stand out, but like you said, you know, you really need to make one big play and you get very limited Opportunities to do so. I think he only got like three or four drives, so you know he did okay. I mean, he, he got positive yardage on every play, which I think is good. And I think the catch was really solid. So, um, you know, Ronnie Brown is. is it's not all about necessarily the game too with these All Star games. I mean, uh, you're going to have interviews with you know scouts and coaches while you're there. You're going to have to you know do well in practice, show how hard you work. Uh, So there's other things that you can stand out with, um, but it is tough to, you know, stand out in the game, really, if you're not like a quarterback, or maybe a a premier wide receiver, but you know, quarterbacks are going to get a lot of the attention. Typically, they try to throw the ball a lot in these games, because everybody wants to see, you know, how the quarterback looks. So for the Senior Bowl, you know, we'll probably get a decent look at Tyson and see how he looks against this level of competition. But for guys like Joey Fisher, you know, as an offensive lineman, as long as he doesn't, like, give up a ton of sacks, you know, you're not really going to – he's not really going to stand out. And that's a game every time you see, you know, offensive line, it's very tough to watch on TV and just be like, yeah, that offensive lineman really played well. And yeah, you so
3: got to go back in the film. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be one of those things where you, there's going to be scouts looking through that film, looking specifically at the plays. I mean, the All-22 kind of film like that. Uh, but moving on, uh, um, Joy Fisher will – what, you had something to
0: say, Gerald? I was going to say, I feel like it's a little bit different with Joy Fisher. Uh, you could be watching a play that Tyson's making and then see – Joey on top of a dude pancaking him. So he has yeah, a different true. impact than every other offensive lineman. So far, what I've seen.
3: Yeah. But that's, just that's, a, that's a good point. Uh, but Joey Fisher will be playing in this weekend's Senior Bowl. Uh, practice begins tomorrow. He's on the national team. And quarterback announcements just came out yesterday. And Tyson Bagent is on the American. American team. Not on the same team. That'll be interesting to see. Obviously won't go against each other because they're both on offense, but it'll be weird to see Joey Fisher line up on a different team than Tyson Bajan.
5: Yeah, it definitely would be weirder if Joey was like a defensive end or something. Um, But it's still kind of weird, and I don't really know why they changed the the layouts of the teams. But I don't know. Colin, do you want to say something?
4: I was just trying to get Gerald to wake up over there. He was was
5: You all
3: need to wake up over there. It sounds like you're sleeping. Do I? I'm not asleep. Yeah,
5: I've been awake longer than you have. Well, you know, I really wanted to see Tyson on the same team as Jameis. There is we go. That's what I'm looking that for. But they would do that to Shepherd fans. And you know why is this game being played where it's being played? You know, the NFL PA bowl is at the Rose Bowl. Nobody was there. They should have had it in Shepherdstown.
0: That'd be crazy.
5: Ooh, people would have came out to watch. Joey I would have yeah. Well, obviously, two players. I don't even know if people were allowed to go because there was like no people in the stands really i saw a few like behind yeah. this there'll be more people at the senior bowl yeah, There's it. more scouts i feel like all, all
4: right, right let's move the on bowl
5: coverage is kind of entertaining if you want to tune in i think it starts tomorrow at 12 30 unless you've got nfl plus that's even more it's ridiculous not on the nfl network anymore
4: no, I looked this morning because I wanted to see what it was and how to watch. And I go and it says that all the practices are only on NFL Plus and then they'll have recaps at 8 p.m. on the NFL Network hmm. and then at 5 a.m. Because I
5: saw last year, not I guess, up at ESPN at Only Rob gets to watch that. We don't. I guess last year, I think ESPN picked it up. So I thought yeah. that it would be nope. you know either on ESPN or the NFL network again. Said
4: how to watch it was each practice all the way up until I the mean Senior not Bowl that you know the practice is on the NFL network but. super
5: exciting but you do get some interviews and stuff mm-hmm. like that so it's like something if you're like bored in the afternoon to tune on tune in and since you know Tyson and Joey were going to be there it would yeah. be kind of cool to watch.
3: Yeah, but unfortunately, and Nick did. Your Colin did the research that we didn't have to do. I actually have NFL yeah, Plus. So, I wasn't sleeping because it's like on two dollars.
5: So I got it. It's two dollars. Why'd you it's like get $3 it? Three bucks a month. I don't know. It I, said it was five bucks. A month. I think I was a deal. I think the issue was like my Sunday ticket wasn't working. Like it was giving me well, the well, wrong that's game. typical. And so it's not going to YouTube TV. It's giving me like the Commanders game when it was supposed to, the Commanders were on locally. So I was like, well, I gotta watch the Ravens game. So I was like, hey. I guess I'll get this, and then I'll watch it on my phone. And then I just haven't canceled it because it was only like 3 bucks a month. But I will be canceling it at some point. Well, that means After you're just going to watch week, Senior so Bowl Cover. Watch, yeah, Bowl. I, yeah, I guess.
3: Just pull it up on the on the. But, you
5: know, that's the TV. thing. Like, you can only watch on the app, too. And they don't have yeah. this app on, like fire stick or playstation ah, or anything like ridiculous. that so that's ridiculous on Come on, i did not NFL.
3: know that i knew yeah. the nfl launched nfl plus didn't realize nfl, NFL plus sucks is that they don't really it's have like, on the phone. say it say it's it like how you feel say it with your chest nick say yeah. it with your chest
5: Which it really sucks because you know math. it's only on your cell phone <laughs> and it's just ridiculous
3: All right, Uh, Shepard, we'll move on to basketball here. Shepard, men's hoops, tops, cuts, town, uh, 82-73. They came out, had a seven-point lead at halftime, and then uh, just continued it from there. Uh, That's Justin Amelick, head coach coach Justin Amelick's two-hundred career victory. John Preston led the way in in the win with a double-double 23 points. Ten rebounds. Shepherd now eleven and nine and eight and six in the PSAC. Get a big win on Saturday at the Butcher Center. And Coach Namalik joins form or joins Hall of Famer Bob Starkey uh, as the only Shepherd basketball coaches with two hundred or more victories.
5: Congratulations to Coach Namalik. But also, you know, Shepard is currently in the uh, sixth spot in the East Division, which would put them in the tournament as the top six in each division make the tournament for the PSAC. So that's good. And also looking at the standings, they have a nice little you know three-game lead over Cutstown, and obviously now hold a tiebreaker. And the two teams ahead of them in the conference standings, they play them both this week at Millersville, at Lockhaven. So
3: there you go, big, big opportunity.
5: Opportunity to move up in the standings, get a little bit better matchup, and those are both winnable games. As we saw, Shepard probably should have beat Lockhaven at home. Can they do it at Lockhaven? Just have to wait and see. But uh, definitely, you know, some, some good wins for the Rams. Yeah. Or a good win on Saturday for the Rams. Hopefully, they can you know, get some more wins here in a row.
3: Millersville at 7.30 on Wednesday night. WVU in action on Saturday. And uh, could have given you a heart attack there, Colin. You got an 80 77 77- they always
4: do. What are you talking about?
3: 80 77 victory over number 15, Auburn. Um, it was really. Uh, Eric Stevenson that led the way at 31 points in the game. Good down the stretch. Uh, and then Jimmy had 15 points as well. But everybody else under in two single digits. And uh, they barely held on to that one, Colin.
4: Yeah. Barely hang on wrong. They never trailed, Spencer. You, they never that doesn't, trailed hold on. in the game. They never blew the lead like you said they were
3: I never you. said they blew WB. the lead. Never did I say that. They blew the lead that they had of 19 points. It doesn't mean they gave they, up the they lead. They never
4: blew it because they had they never a 19 lost point it. lead
3: and you it ended up a lead three point if game. You
4: never lose the lead. WVU won. Eric Stevenson played out of his mind and they finally made free throws. It's about time. <laughs> That's, if they the didn't
3: make those, then they would have lost team. the team.
4: And now WVU's back receiving votes for the top 25 after this week. Just two.
3: Just a couple. Where's Marshall? all right that's not the, the thing i was going to make but they got a tough turnaround they've got to go to tcu tomorrow tcu the 11th ranked team in the country 9 p.m start uh you can hear that right after our girls basketball coverage ends but uh it's going to be a tough one to go down to tcu after barely a nail biter that's a nail biter victory, 80 no, to I 77
4: know. it'll probably go back to reality for
5: wvu tomorrow being on the road against tcu also uh, i think auburn might be at tad bit overrated while they are a solid team and it's definitely a good win for the mountaineers i don't want to like take away the the quality victory completely but you could kind of see it coming considering wvu is at home and auburn has had some you know bad losses this year they lost their last game out against texas a&m by 16 points who's not a ranked team um they also had what was the other loss that i was looking at earlier but they had that one and then i think there was another one. Oh yes, Georgia beat them by 12 points on the road. So, Auburn's had a few, you know, upsets already. So, you could kind of see WVU potentially getting this win and they were the favorites uh playing at home, but I really do think this is a positive for West Virginia moving forward because the team that was playing, you know, a few weeks ago probably would have let this game slip completely and would have lost they were able to hold on to it. it, so it does seem like the Mountaineers are, are getting maybe back on track.
3: I did text that to Colin. I did say the WVU team of a few weeks ago would have lost that game.
5: And I- but also they're in a situation where they're playing you know, a very tough conference and playing ranked teams, it seems like almost every night, so... Can they make up some ground here? It's going to be very tough to do so.
3: Yeah, it will be very tough to do so. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you part by Rossini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer betting, outdoor living, and his family-owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. We'll uh, be right back after this break. Once we're back, we'll talk conference championship recap. An interesting two games last night. Uh, plus... A offensive coordinator gets fired, but uh, he's uh, found a job, according to Ian Arapaport, Just over twelve hours later, so we'll talk about that after this two-minute break or two. In the Sports Mix on Talk Radio TV N T V Ten.
6: Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a Platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard at 60 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com.
2: Are you looking for a full-service web design company right here in the eastern panhandle? Then look no further than ProDesign, LLC, specializing in web design and development, web hosting, and application development. ProDesign is a locally owned company serving local clients since 1997 with a reputation of quality, creativity, and personal touch. Let ProDesign build or redesign your dream website. Find them online at professionaldesign.com or phone 304-676-9940.
7: This is a public service message from Bechtel Jewelers to Chocolates brought to you by Diamonds. Dear Chocolates, you melt. As for us, Diamonds, we melt her. Hi, I'm Lori from Bechtel Jewelers. Face it, Chocolates. Yes, you're sweet. Yes, you can be hard to keep your hands off of. But if the idea is to melt her on Valentine's Day, that's what we do. She doesn't exactly fall all over herself when she sees you. Her eyes don't get all big when she sees it's a box of chocolates. She doesn't fall all over the man who hands her a box of chocolates. Am I right or am I right? But when she sees it's a little jewelry box with diamonds inside, does she get all worked up? Oh yeah. Do her eyes get big? Oh yeah. Does she start to melt right in front of the man who hands her that little box with diamonds inside? Oh yeah, Of course, all of this is said with great love. Signed, diamonds. This public service announcement has been brought to you by Bechtel Jewelers, Route 11 South and Inwood. Come see us because we melt her.
2: You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10.
3: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us for this Monday, January 30th, 2023. We're produced on the TV 10 side by our intern, Gerald Wright. Let's move on. Talk conference championship Saturday. Excuse me, Sunday. Wrong date there. Uh, But we'll start with the Eagles game, and the Eagles just completely roll over a 49ers team that uh, no quarterback could throw over five yards because Brock Purdy got hurt.
5: Yeah, and then uh, Johnson got hurt as well. So they really didn't have any choice then to put – but to put Brock Purdy back in the game. Um, So, you know, that's definitely a tough way to go out. And I had the Eagles winning the game, and I think they still could have won even if, you know, Brock Purdy was healthy. But now it's, you know, kind of that big question mark – there and i think you know not having him kind of really force the 49ers to try to get creative but when you try to do you know end arounds and stuff like that and you're pretty much limited to only running the football and throwing screen passes it's just not going to work against an nfl defense so yeah it's tough to see for san francisco who had a great run and i know they're they're really disappointed in how that game turned out but they definitely have a, a you know a very talented team and a good future ahead of them and they have a big question mark on what they're going to do at quarterback moving forward but you got three quarterbacks they do and they're all seem hurt. to be very capable but they're all also hurt <laughs> yeah that's the thing so, I you know, think can they keep those guys healthy will be big
3: I think what they do just early prediction here is they keep Brock Purdy obviously cuz you just drafted him in the 7th round you sit him And you either keep Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo and the other one you trade.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think you could have a... I mean, uh, Brock Purdy's still got a lot to prove. Yeah, and and we've said, or I've said before, how there are some issues in his mechanics and and there's reasons why he was a seventh-round pick. It's not like everybody just missed on this guy. Most likely, he's not the next Tom Brady, right? But, I mean, he could be for all we know. Uh, But you know i i would probably say it's going to be a situation where you have all three guys heading into training camp and you kind of just see who does the best early on in there and then maybe move one of them at some point but we could see a trade before the draft i mean it's a it's a very you know tough situation to be in for the 49ers but like we've said before it seems like all three of those guys have talent and if you throw any of them in with that offense, you can do some good things as well as with that defense. So,
3: All right, Colin, take on the Eagles win.
5: The Eagles look like the best team
4: in the NFL still. I mean, that offensive line, just how they're able to manage getting the holes for the run game, which has been dominating all season long and into the playoffs now. I think they – I can't remember what record it was that Philadelphia's – Uh, running backs tied or surpassed it was something with rushing touchdowns in the regular season that's almost up to 40 if not at 40 by now i'd have to go back and look but that combo of scott and uh as well as sanders they're just a fantastic team and gonna be very tough to beat for the chiefs
3: yeah they are and it was the eagles playing at home so do you know what that means in the city of philadelphia
4: absolute chaos chaos that uh, fan base is toxic
3: yeah i saw on twitter somebody said if you have if you if you uh have a second tune into the police scanner for philadelphia which was trending number one on this police scanner app app that i downloaded had like hundred thousand listeners and it was just complete chaos people were on top of bus stops falling through like it was it was just beyond crazy it was like they already won the super bowl Mm -hmm. uh That's how they celebrate. Speaking of the Super Bowl, it will now be the matchup of the Andy Reid teams and the Kelsey Bowl uh, as the Chiefs get a win over the Bengals' last second field goal. Uh, But uh, here was Travis Kelsey after the game. Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni.
2: (laughs) You gotta fight!
3: Mic drop. That was a great moment. There was a lot of lot of good moments in the postgame, uh, but the Chiefs end up with the victory yesterday over the Bengals, and it was really all set up by a dumb move uh, by a defensive player to push Patrick Mahomes out of bounds while he was clearly out of bounds and uh, cause an unnecessary roughness penalty that put them into field goal range and ultimately set up the Butker field goal to win the game.
4: Yeah, you can't be making – that mistake in that last play. And I know a lot of people are like, ah, oh, you should throw the flag there. You don't want a flag deciding the outcome of a game. But it, it was the right call in that situation. But it, it just sucks that that's what decided the game nonetheless, even though there's plenty of other flags that you'll look at and question. But it, it was still a fun game. This rivalry is a... It's now a rivalry. Great rivalry. Who said, it who said it that it's not a rivalry,
3: rivalry until you win a game?
4: Rivalry. Uh, Jones, yeah. I believe it was. Chris Jones. And he got, uh, I think, two sacks, unless I missed yep, yep, two sacks. a couple. Um, so th- this is going to be fun the next decade yep. between these two teams, unless somebody else in the AFC can uh, knock those two off the perch.
3: All right. Well, I went one and one. Colin, you went one and one. You no. picked the Eagles?
4: The Eagles won. I picked the
3: 49 an and 2. So I 0 and 2. went 0-2. You went 0-2. You picked the Bengals. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why you picked the Bengals. But I went 1-1. You went 0-2. You should have won. Nick, did you go 2-0? I did go 2-0. You went 2-0. and Gerald went 1-1. and 1-1. and so.
5: Well, I think the play there at the end, and I know it was obviously you know a big mistake by the defender, but, and Gerald, maybe you can speak to this as well. You know, when you are in a situation like that toward the end of the game, it is pretty tough to slow down and not make contact with somebody. But also, you gotta, you know, be aware of the situation. Know that he's going out of bounds here in the final few seconds of the game, and also he's a quarterback, so you definitely can't hit him late. Uh, but it is, you know, a tough situation there with just you're going so fast, everything's moving so fast. You might, you know, make that mistake. And I feel bad for the guy, but obviously I don't like the Bengals, so I was very happy with it. And it didn't decide the game, technically, because no, you got to make the kick. it set
3: up to decide the
5: right, ball it game. It did set, set up the ending of the it game. It made it 10 times easier to make that kick. Yeah, but you never know. It was still a 45 yarder. Guys have missed that before. I'm yeah, sure. Pat Mahomes really
3: rigged? was hobbled. No, it wasn't rigged. <laughs> I watched a TikTok saying that some of that. Uh, there was not an intentional grounding. TikTok is
5: a very reliable source. Yeah, that, right? yeah. All right. Well, that will do it. third down.
3: That will do it for this segment of the Sportsman's brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy our next vehicle online. They'll deliver to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. When we come back, we'll wrap things up here. We'll talk. Uh, that the offensive coordinator that was fired yesterday that's already found his new home, plus 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans to be a head coach most likely by Wednesday. That, that after this two-minute break, you're tuned in sports mix on Talk Radio WRR on TV 10.
1: This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now you get on your phone, click want it, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a new or used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, No dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details.
2: Now back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR one hundred six point five FM AM seven forty and TV ten.
3: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV ten, brought to you in part by the Marius Group of Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call 304 263 four two six three four three four, or stop by their offices at twelve seventy Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. As we begin to wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix, we didn't get to last segment was yesterday evening, I would say just after the NFC Championship game almost. I feel like I saw it that the Cowboys fired offensive coordinator Kellen Moore. We kind of knew somebody needed to be the scapegoat. It it happens everywhere. in a lot of offensive coordinator firings for teams that just didn't get it done offensively this year. Uh, But it's been not even a day. And Ian Rappaport is reporting – that by this afternoon they've been the chargers could have a deal where he could be the new offensive coordinator so go from calling plays for dak prescott to justin herbert which i think is a good move for the chargers i mean kellen moore's an up-and-coming guy i don't know how much longer he'll be an oc before he becomes a head coach
4: Yeah, i would have loved to have him in washington honestly as soon as i Saw that uh, well, they didn't, he was fired yesterday, but they didn't they even able ask to, to interview him. Yeah, they weren't able to jump on it quick enough. Um, there's been multiple interviews for Washington, but the search, it seems like, uh, still continues because
3: the franchise Why is. Why are you bringing uh, up Washington?
4: Not one of the best, because I wanted him there, but it, it's know. a great
5: landing spot for the Nick always said, the
3: Chargers, it always comes back so. to Marshall, or you say that, so saying it always comes back to the commanders for you, Colin.
5: Nick, take on this? Seems like a good hire considering the fact that Kellen Moore was, you know, a lot of people thought he would be a head coach by the end of the season. Um, he did have that, you know, play call there at the end, which may be why he was fired, but I don't think that really made that much of a difference in the game. I think it's a solid hire for the Chargers uh, to go with a young offensive mind and a former quarterback like Kellen Moore.
3: Yeah. Also, Ian Rappaport reporting it could be as soon as this afternoon. That D'Amico Ryans and the Texans could meet D'Amico Ryans, the former Texan, current 49ers DC. If all goes well, a hire could be finalized Tuesday or Wednesday. Sources say he is the top candidate, and that'd be pretty cool to coach where you played.
5: Definitely, it makes a lot of sense, but I still feel like you know Lovey Smith kind of got screwed there.
3: Yeah, I agree. All right, well, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Producing on TV 10, Gerald Wright. For Colin Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow.